0: Welcome to Bad Dogma, the existential
1: quest for the moving bullseye of truth in a world hell-bent on destroying itself. On a more uplifting note, here's your host, Chris Solok and Mark Rasmussen.
0: And welcome to Bad Dogma. I'm Chris Solok, along with Mark Rasmussen. Yep. And this is part three of uh, our interview with the Kentucky shaman, yeah. uh, Steve Hump, and Steve his Huff wife, and Terry, and... And guys, this is—I mean, this has been this has been wonderful spending yeah. this time with you guys. Uh, thank you again for uh, for your time. It, we were talking before, obviously, about the healing that people go through. There's been a lot of—I uh, don't—I don't know. It's like a lot of people that, that take this 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 understanding of Native American, which means uh, a plethora of things. But, Steve, we were, just, we were just talking about this. You refer to yourself as a modern shaman, but we know that like the, the first that it's a Siberian terminology, so it's not Native American. It's not South American. So can you, can you kind of define that for the, the listening audience? Number one, what a shaman is by traditional standards, and then what you mean by modern shaman.
1: Yeah. The word shaman comes from the word S-A-M-A-N. And in Siberian indigenous culture, which is the first documented cave art, art on the wall of the cave, and it just meant to know. This was somebody in the tribe you went to that knew how to make your mosquito bite quit itching. Okay, he knew, or she, a lot of times it was females, and many times it was also cross-dressers. You know, meant for many people, anybody different And maybe with a mental, how would you say, made them different, a mental aspect, they were thought to be shamans in indigenous culture or shaman uh, prospects. So what this sets up is, okay, it means to know, and this is by my research. Remember, one of my directives from Mother Aya was to deconstruct this to bring her out of the jungle and to bring her out of the illusion. And for me, a modern shaman, which is me, I'm working with modern things. I use a TV. That's my cave art on the wall that allows me to have control of imagery. We're also reaching back using sage and using uh, Palo Santo for scent and to help invoke Uh, Ancient ways of thinking, ancient thought, ancient brain patterns that are genetically encoded in us. And I could do shows on this, on how much our genes come through in a ceremony. And sometimes we've been places we never even knew we've been. And you see it come through in the ceremony. All of a sudden, somebody will set up and look at you and go, man, I was just in Egypt. And this person ain't never been to Egypt in their life. And they're talking about Egyptian medicine people and working with them and everything had a slant. But anyway, back to this traditional modern shaman. I believe personally, that this is exactly, I'm exactly like an old world shaman, I'm using what's around me. And the difference is what was around them was feathers and smoke and fire and darkness and light. We use all those mediums, even though we have total control with it because of electricity. Yes, we're using lights, we're using tapestries and visuals, and there's words on the wall in our chamber because it's talking directly to your subconscious. Words like forgiveness, words like acceptance, words like no fear, and all these things they would have used if they had access to them. When I first started out, I caught a lot of flack on the internet. You know, it was like, how can you call yourself a shaman? You've never been to Peru. You've never been here. Oh, you're using new things. Well, you know what? That's exactly what they would have done. Forgive me, but I think Sitting Bull had a few repeating rifles in his tribe when he took on Custer. And you know what? Tribes were very evolutionary. If they seen something that worked better, they had no problem incorporating it into their structure. And that's exactly what we did. So really, we're not that different. But the one thing is for sure, I'm not trying to sell you any dogma. Neither me, Terry, or any of our medicine people will have one religious conversation with you. And We will talk about anything that you want to talk about. But we are not selling a program, a dogma, That's why our ceremonies right now are two days long. We're not trying to build a cult. I want you to go home. I want you to go infect your family with this new energy. When they look at you and see this new you emerging in the weeks and months to come, they know it's real. You don't know how many times... One person came, and six months later, we're working with the whole family. And seven months after that, we're working with friends and family. And that's just how this moves out. That's awesome. It's viral. You know why it's viral? Because it's good for you. Yeah. And you yeah. know it all the way down to your genetic makeup. And that's what a modern shaman do, does and a modern shamanista. We use everything. To try to get you to believe in your power of healing and the influence, not control. Control has been sold to you by society, but you do have influence and you have influence over your life and you have influence over your reality. And if you achieve stillness, you can get the balance. And if you work on your past and integrate it, it can help build the now that's going to build your future.
0: Man, I'm ready to run out of a tunnel. I'm ready to run out of a tunnel after that. That's a uh, put the the football helmet on. Let's go play some ball. Um, no, uh, Steve. This this I mean, it, it's the truth. I mean, see, it's so inspiring that, that the reality is is that that if you want to do the work, and and that there is that there is a connection. We were just saying it as as it at the towards the end of the last episode uh, with Terry that that it's 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 about. Uh, having that ability to connect, if you're willing to do the work to connect and 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 follow the process, uh, there's healing, there's growth, there's life where there's been death.
1: and There's progression. Yeah, well, yes, absolutely. And progression is as individual as the person striving for it. Yeah, you
0: can't really define a baby step because, again, it's that perception that we were talking about that everybody sees – the obstacle a little differently, but it's but it's if you're willing to go through the process and 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 put yourself out there that there's it will become available to you. That's um I I, I just think that's so it's so incredible though um uh, that that you guys are connecting. Like we said, something very ancient and we were talking about this during the break. The perception I've always heard that Lady Ayahuasca is is South American. She's South American. She—that's that's her origin. That is her position. I know you've taken a lot of slack because because, because you're you're taking something uh, technically Native American and in, in some context or another we've talked about that. But you were just talking, and this was—I I was unaware of this—that Lady Ayahuasca goes all the way back to the Sumerian civilization.
1: Yes. And all you got to do is Google it. It'll come up. It's been, she's been found in the Cooney form. So she's been here from the beginning. Do, do you know? And I also feel yeah. that's what mother Mary represented in the Christian philosophies and religion.
0: So would, would, would you equate that? Would you equate that then with, uh, the mother child relationship that is, that is portrayed, um, I was going to say with, uh, I think it was Ishtar that, that it came out of the uh, Babylonian. That, that was the mother-child connection. I know that uh, with reproduction, the maypole is connected to a lot of that as well. Did it, I'm just curious if you had any if anything to connect those those things. I don't have
1: anything to connect those dots. I'm not well okay. versed on it. I do know this. Mother A is multidimensional. Yes. And in many ways, she is a part of every mother, even good and bad. Okay. You know, however you choose we choose to judge it. Because we have a saying in our church, and that is when Mother A caresses you, there's nothing more blissful, and when she bitch slaps you, there is nothing more painful. And you never know which way it's gonna go. You're rolling the dice. <laughs> yeah, and I, You know, we have people come in. Hey, can you tell me if this is what I'll get? And we'll tell them straight up. I can't tell you what I'll get.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, that, well, people always want to guarantee, right? I mean, that's
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We and- fear the unknown. That's our biggest fear of everything. And confusion is the unknown's ugly cousin. Yeah. And that's, that's what a lot of your, organization uses because once we become confused we look for somebody that knows and that's what every con man and hustler knows trust me
0: yeah you you start to become very vulnerable in a confused state and and so that i mean it's 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 the basis to create the disorientation so that there you can fulfill give it provide the answer whether correct or not Provide that answer to to a person rather than simply discovering for yourself. I think that's what's so powerful that you guys are doing is you guys are offering people a way to come and discover for themselves. And and uh, it's it's interesting that that we've shied away from this because this is uh, this path of self discovery is in every part of ancient. Religion, it's yeah. a part of every yes, religious belief system. It's there. Religion in itself gets in the way of it, and it and has tried to f- it create control mechanisms uh, to to control the process or even kill the process or rewrite the process.
1: And But, you know, for some people, they need that structure to even taste true, free spiritualism.
0: So... Give me just kind of give me that because because it's it's because yeah. I the way I always perceive religion is is one that squeezes the spiritual out of everything. And I know that you've had a different encounter because we were talking about this earlier. Lady Ayahuasca has has actually spoken to you because you, you you had a, a very interesting perspective and take on religion itself, Steve. And then you and her had this interaction where she kind of was able to explain it to you in a multidimensional way.
1: Yes. Uh, And, it you know, really briefly, we have everything we really have in our society from one catalyst, and that's warfare. And, you know, I kind of went to Mother A one time, feeling sorry for myself and a little bit for the world. I'm like, man, why don't you, in a journey, in my thoughts, I was like, why don't you all, why did you create religion? Ain't nothing been more jacked up than religion, and in all shapes and forms. And Mother Aya said, well, Steve, it's part of your philosophy, and we believe it's correct, that warfare inspired a lot of the leaps that humanity has made on a whole. And I said, yes, that's what history has taught me. And they were like, well, nothing created war more than religion, and nothing created more questions than religion. And that was the path of progress of humanity and really still is.
0: So to, to, uh, to, to understand uh, that the the, 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 truthfully, that maybe these entities were part of creating a vacuum through warfare and religion for us to, to ask deeper questions that
1: would ultimately lead to greater enlightenment. Or I could also phrase it to the point that, Maybe they saw something that we did on our own and they just allowed it to go ahead and work out. Why? Because it's getting what they wanted anyway. And that is for our species to become whole. You know, there will be a day, there won't be white, red, yellow. We'll be one. Yeah. That's, that's
0: the, that is the, uh, the awareness, right? I mean, it's, it's to be, to be honest, I mean, we'll come to a point of consciousness where uh, we'll all become part of one another. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the reality that has always, I mean, that that's from a spiritual standpoint is, is an understanding. It's part of, it's actually part of what exists beyond
1: the veil. Well, how are we going to get along on that spaceship when that yellow thing in the sky does go out?
0: That would be a crazy day.
3: Well, and the reality of it is, is we are all already connected and part of one another. You know, we've just got so much you know, we're looking so much to the outside where it's being, you know, where we're being told why we're not, from class to race to, you know, everything under the sun that We've forgotten that we are all connected. We are all one.
0: We're literally all related, whether we want to admit that or not.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And we're all
1: 98% chimp. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah, we're 46% rodent, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, I mean, we just want to... just. I mean, I'm, I'm reminded by that by my wife. It's, it's, it, it, uh, it's the reality is, is that there is, we, we, we share DNA with, with plants. We share everything that in our environment we're connected to yet. Yet we so often, uh, as human beings become so overwhelmed, we disconnect, right? We hide we pull back I want,
1: to, I want to throw something out here that's yep. off topic but i mean it blew my mind when i thought about it how does a plant understand a mammal's concept of pain because it had to to make a thorn wow <laughs> See what ayahuasca get you into? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs>
3: mean, yeah,
0: I mean that, that's a, that is incredible. Like right, that, that that the plant would would know how to defend itself, how to how to how to create a, pre- a precaution, to have a precaution that, that is compl- serves no other purpose. But that it, but it's not even a part of its own singular nature. There are no, yes. as far as I'm aware, doesn't mean that the plant can feel. But as far as we know, there's no neurological system that is directly rooted to like memory the way we the way we experience it within it. plant life. Yes. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that with photosynthesis and some of those other things, the plants they do have an awareness of the environment there and they're interacting with it almost on a much more in-touch scale than we do as human beings. But from that standpoint, it's it's biologically created to, to, to a directly affect the predator.
1: Yes. That, yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah, that's. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about that the other day, man. I mean, I wasn't journeying or nothing. See, this is what spirit does; mm-hmm. it, it throws this shit at you. Like, okay, you think you're so smart? Why would the plant develop a thorn? Well, in all fairness, that's that's
0: slightly unfair of spirit because you weren't thinking about it beforehand. But no, I, I get what you mean. It, it leads you into that deeper thought, that deeper perspective. That you
1: would now. Here's the here's the other thing. You never have. Spirit has no idea of fair or unfair. Spirit only knows experience.
0: Wow. So that's so so it kind of removes that sense of justice that we would that we would we would all claim to to. There ain't no
1: justice in nature which makes sense. Nature will kill a baby just as quick as it'll kill something old and sick.
0: So it's that literal word, that term dog eat dog is, is,
1: is, is, is that that's also something we put on it because even in nature, we find compassion. You know, if you look on YouTube, you'll see where wolves didn't attack something for whatever reason, but they had it, they chased it, but they let it go.
0: Yeah. That, we well, we see the anomalies, right? We what we would call anomalies in nature because right. because right. those those things. But we, we really
1: what, don't know how often they happen.
0: No, and, and we don't we don't know why they why they occur that way either. And so nope. you would would you would you? I mean, I would uh, hyperbolize that that's probably a spiritual boundary that 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 that, that you're hitting because you, we could say that the innate nature of something wild to be compassionate would take something transcendent because for us to be innately compassionate takes generally something beyond ourselves in which to arrive to that same,
1: very same place. Exactly. But yet the other lesson of nature is there's times you got to be cruel to be kind.
0: Oh, we love that lesson. Don't we? That's not politically <laughs> correct at all. Is yeah. it? There
1: you go. My wife taught me that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's it's you know it's the idea of a uh of, of of a of a slap on the tuchus right as a kid you know it's not a beating it's just a correction there's there's a difference between a beating and
1: a correction right 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 and that's and that's what they taught us and that's what we believe but now we know that and i know this from fact because i never laid a hand on her children and i Damn near beat the shit out of mine, thinking corporal punishment was the way to go at that time, and her kids turned out much better than mine.
0: Compassion and love, right?
1: Yes, and you know, not there was punishment. There was times they had to write thousands of sentences. Oh yeah, there was things they didn't like, but you know, it just it was it was a change. It doesn't it doesn't have correction doesn't have to be physical. No, but back to what we were saying, there's really no hard rule on anything okay that's where that just is so you know spirit don't know fair so if spirit thinks it can roll you and teach you in one lesson guess what it will so so to understand
0: though that because we're talking about interacting with with beings that that have uh greater authority greater understanding um they only
1: have the authority you give them okay that's interesting. You're in a free will yeah. universe, okay? That, you know, that's the thing to remember. You know, they're giving you reign in their world. So as far as
0: as far as and I, I want to talk about that just real quickly, Steve, because that's that's fascinating to me. I get, I mean, obviously, I understand from a spiritual nature the power of free will. And there's a lot of people that 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 go into the spirit world and And, uh, astral planning is, is one of these exercises that people not knowing who and what they're connecting and contacting, get themselves into some really interesting and sometimes very negative circumstances and situations because they give more authority over than they, than they realize they do. And it it gets them into bad spots. But, but with that interaction, uh, with that interaction, is there a conversation that goes on? Is there a dialogue? Because because the conversations you you've just kind of just in short, is, is almost kind of like a negotiation, kind of like a boundary, a treaty between you and the entity as to how this is going to go. Is is that it, generally how these, it, these, these it's communications back and forth happen? And
1: it's a lot of vibration. Okay. Yeah. When you're working with spirit, whether it's through ayahuasca or it's through other means or however you do it, the one thing I recommend for you to remember is. If that entity is feeling good, in other words, you're resonating with each other, nine times out of ten, the interaction is going to be a very positive Okay. But Mm -hmm. occasionally, you're going to run in for whatever reason. I don't know the reason, but an entity that doesn't resonate with you. That doesn't mean the entity is dark or evil or anything of the above. It just means it ain't your time to interact.
0: Okay I mean yeah. I, say, I mean that makes sense that totally makes sense. It's it, just as far sure. as the, the free will perspective, I mean I think that's that's an, it's, so it's an interesting interaction because these entities obviously have uh, a lot of them anyways, have far greater information, they have far greater experience um,
1: at times and at other times they do not understand our world which is you I know. I've ran into ancient entities that asked me, okay, well, you want me to kill his family? And I'm like, no, we don't play like that no more. (laughs) We're not going around and snatching and soul snatching and all the above. Mm -hmm. Now, would you call that a dark entity? I called it an entity who wasn't aware of the time that we are in. Another thing you have to be careful of, words don't mean the same today as they did 100 years ago or 200 years ago. Okay, Yes, it, it's it's funny. I said to most people Caucasian they go white. Right, and Caucasian meant from the Caucasus of Russia,
0: and that's that's a dark. It's actually a darker-skinned people. Right. Yeah. By by tradition, and in, in, in Indo-Caucasian.
1: So let's say you're talking to a spirit who made a transition 300 years ago, and you used the word Caucasian, thinking it meant white, and it thinks you're talking about a Russian. See where the miscommunications can happen. Steven's
0: getting messier by the second yeah. here, man. This it is, is. The,
1: <laughs> this is,
0: this is, I mean, the, so how do you know, I'm just going to ask this question. So how do you know you're on the same page with these entities? Right. I mean, is it, is cause the, cause the vibes are good or is it like.
1: In- well, for me, it's because for us, it's because we've worked with these entities now for years in this sphere okay. with many different people. Right. But what we have to counsel people coming into this. If you work with our Heal at Home program and we ship ayahuasca to you, you got to learn how to develop your relationship with the entities you're working with. You know, the music we use, it ain't because they like the music I'm choosing. They recognize the vibration like a doorbell. So, man, what is the biggest en- enemy to an entity, to a spirit? Boredom. When you ain't got this body to chase, this body to keep sexed up, filled up with food and deal with desire and heartbreak and everything that goes with this physical existence, you have boredom. You're really in paradise to a spirit because you cannot be bored here for very long.
0: Really? that's the, I, There's a lot of people we need to share that message with. I mean, it's, uh, but yeah, I mean, so okay, I want to uh, just quickly because I mean we're talking about this interaction. I, I'm I'm fascinated with it, and and just from from this concept of this entity, Tina, Terry, Terry, do do you have a special bond with Tina? She named her. <laughs> okay, all right. See, I was I was totally picking up on that. I was totally picking up on that. That that like like are like are you like really tight friends with Tina? Um.
3: You know, she's she's just always there. Um, I don't know if I would say we're tight friends, but she's she's there. You know, um, she'll mess with the lights in the building. She'll. I was putting um, a, a thing on the TV that was just you know, kind of like a calm, relaxing, you know, visuals, and. I couldn't find the one that I wanted. And I set the remote down and like two minutes later, Peppa Pig was <laughs> on the TV. And I'm like, what the hell? Where did Pe- Peppa Pig come from? Um, you know, th- she follows us home. Like there was one night I was, um, I'd printed off some, you know, the the paperwork for the ceremony for the weekend. And it was like almost two hours later and the printer kicked back on on its own. And, but instead of printing 10 copies of the paperwork that I needed, it printed 15. So, you know, I mean, it's just little things like that. Just kind of, hey, I'm here.
0: Does she, do any, does she do anything in the kitchen? I'm curious. Does she do anything in the kitchen with you?
3: In the kitchen? No.
0: No. Okay. <laughs> All right.
3: No, but she does like hiding things. Like things uh-huh. will like your car keys. Yeah.
0: They'll disappear and then they'll reappear yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. I swear. Uh-huh. I
3: swear. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, it's, I, you can't help but laugh about it. You're just kind of like, I, we, and we do it all. Well, I do it all the time. Steve just looks at me and shakes his head, but I'm like, all right, Tina, you know, like get <laughs> <cut> the shit.
0: <laughs> Have you ever said that when something goes missing and then it just appears quickly after that?
3: Um I say cut the shit quite frequently. Quite frequently. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: See, it's just
0: See, it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. See, it's, I think what a lot of people don't understand, that they get freaked out by this stuff, but it's it's no, there's there's this whole level of joy in the interaction.
1: Us. Yeah, yeah us. come on. We're just embodied.
3: It's, yeah. I mean, you know, it's really nothing we're taught to be afraid of it because we're taught that, you know, it's not right. Um on the whole, I mean, you know, some people are not. It's never bothered me. Um, you know, when I was a kid, I would hear, like, one of the houses I lived in, like, you could hear somebody coming up and down the stairs. You know, and it, it never bothered me. I, things yeah. like this have always intrigued me. Um, and I think that if we got, you know, if the, the religious connotation put on it that, you know, that's evil things that shouldn't be there. And, you know, it's not right. It's 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 just not right. I've I've not had anything that's happened been what I would consider evil. You know, yeah, it's jokes. Let's hide the car keys or whatever. But, but that's, no. you know, that's them saying, hey, here I am.
0: Yeah, nothing malevolent. Yeah. Nothing right. malevolent. No. Nothing harming you. Nothing harming anyone.
3: You no. know, and people, no. pe-
0: people have had some very serious, very dark encounters with entities where yeah. they have been harmed and have been but hurt. They
1: had to believe they could harm them.
0: Well, you have to hand that control right. over. It's,
2: it's again giving and, that power and, over.
0: Uh, and there are, there are, yeah. and I mean, this is the reality is because I've encountered, I've encountered it myself. That when you're fearful, sometimes these entities want to prey on the fear, and you're handing them. What you're not realizing is right. that you're handing them that that whole state of emotion, that energy, and and uh, and once you once you come to a realization that if you if you take that back and you don't lend that to to to, to certain, and it's not every entity. That's I think the thing that we're what we're trying to say. I've just yeah. I think everybody has very differing. Just like you said, they're us. Like there's, there's all kinds
1: of people. Well, so, this is how they use fear. Okay, okay? they're not going to let you progress with fear-based psychology, and they're always checking you for fear. Sure. And in this country, whether you believe in Christianity or not, you were touched by it. Just in saying I don't believe in it, made you address it. Sure. sure. And some of our childish fears that we first have to deal with is these things called demons. And see, I, I have a saying in ceremony. You know, when someone goes through what I call a heavy experience, I don't have good or bad. I have heavy and light. Okay. And when they go through a heavy experience, I remind them, if it wasn't in you, they couldn't use it.
3: And think back to when you were five. You know, How many times did you see that monster under your bed?
1: Yeah. I never had
0: those. I never had those experiences, but you're right. Like those kids, like you, you, you project something there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so, um, yet it's, 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 it's that <laughs> if you've got, you've got a cruel uncle or an older sibling, right. They plant the
1: fear. They plant the well, fear, right? Like who was your first traumatizer? Your mother. Even if you had the best mother, the first time she smacked your little hand and said, no, you recognized this big creature could hurt me. Sure. Uh, and you had no language to reason. So yeah. that becomes a very primal thing.
0: And it's it's strong programming at that point. It's developmental programming that becomes part yeah. of the very nature of who you are.
2: Right.
1: And you start manipulating your world the first time you made her smile, and she gave you something you liked, whether it was a nipple from her breast or a pacifier. And from there, you have been subconsciously manipulating the world. That's your ego. It was getting you through the world when you had nothing else to work with.
0: It's 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 so simple when we when we step back yeah. and we want to look at it. Um, It's the hard part is laying it down and relearning that behavior, right?
1: Well, that's where the inner dialogue, that's the work every day. When that conditioning is seeping in and mom and daddy's words and grandma's words and grandpa words, you got to excise them. That's what Jesus meant by leaving your family behind, because your family can only see you as you were, not who you are. And it's, you
3: know, it's, it's the things that you say to you.
0: Sure, I mean, is that's that's part of the programming in itself, right? That we know for a fact that uh, anything within our environment—I mean, they've tested random things like frozen droplets of water and plants mm-hmm. and all kinds of things. If you talk negatively to it, it'll wither up and die. You talk positively to it, it it'll it'll grow faster. Mm-hmm. It'll produce greater fruit. Yep. Um, I mean, this is this is. I mean, there's a cause and effect to... The way we choose to uh, place our energy, right. place our and, yeah. our and the way we use our words, uh, the words are an expression of our creative energy. So,
1: why did the why did the people that hated witchcraft so bad call the foundation of our language spelling?
0: <laughs> Steve, you, can, I have a, I'm terrified that that you and I could sit down and drink a bottle of whiskey, and you could. Drop one of those every two or three minutes.
1: Yeah, all I had a night lot long. Of time in a cage. <laughs> all night long.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it, you, I mean. Again, it's are we thinking about this? That that's that's the the unawareness, right? Yes.
3: All you know, exactly.
0: hyper. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. Go no, ahead. No, Terry. Go ahead, please.
3: Oh, I was just going to say, you know, people don't they don't think about how important what they're saying. To themselves and what they're saying to other people are, you know, and that's, that is, you know, I ask people all the time if, you know, would you ever let anybody else talk to you the way that you talk to yourself?
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a powerful lesson in self-examination. It really is. And
3: and how many people do you think look at me and go, oh yeah, sure. Every day, all the time. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right. None <'Cause>, of them. <laughs> right. They're all looking at me, going, "Well, no, I would beat somebody's ass." Okay, start beating your own. You know, it, it. It. You have to. You have to know what you're saying. You have to know why you're saying it, and you have to know the effect that it's having.
2: Yeah. There you go.
0: And this is consciousness, and, yeah. not just with ourselves, but once we become aware with ourselves, then we're much more aware of how we're treating other people, the effects we're having on other people. But it, but just like you're saying, that self-examination as to the way we treat ourselves, it's going to spill out into the into uh-huh. the way we, we affect other people, and so uh, that's so often a blind spot for so many people, and that's something that y- you don't have to to take ayahu- ayahuasca to to, 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 to right. walk yourself through, Terry. That's 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 a powerful uh, tool for people just just to start to open themselves up, and I, I mean. Self worth, obviously. If if you're going to if you're going to try to have any interaction, why would there be a need or a want or a desire for interaction with the other side if you don't see yourself having
1: worth? Because okay, Before de- we even go into self worth, let's talk about our value system. Okay. We only value what we don't have, and that is our nature. You know, no one thinks about. The toilet flushing till it don't flush, then it's the most important thing of the day. And what you got to learn to be content. You got to want what you have, not chase what you want. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, we were we were
0: Terry. I don't I don't know if you were listening, but we were talking about the, the advice that I got as a as a an engaged man that happy wife, happy life. And this is the worst advice I ever got because ha- <laughs> happiness is fleeting. Yeah, there, There's no way to make a woman happy all the time. That that, that guy, I don't know what he's taking, but it but it didn't work. And well, there ain't, there ain't no way to make any of us happy well, all
1: the time. No. The
0: moment you achieve it, there's only one direction to go. Well, that's the delusion in that statement, right? That The that, that number one, that you have the ability to make another person happy when you know you can't even make yourself happy all the time. Yet it so that was what we're saying is just creating contentment that a, a content wife is 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 a happy wife and and it, 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 you'll find that happiness in contentment and uh, that that I think is is letting things be uh, right and and, 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 and letting ex- them go letting the, well and then that's forgive right there's that whole process of self forgiveness and then forgiving forgiving others around you too, because, uh, so often people, people that are, they're carrying around deep, dark things that they've, that they've, that they've held on to. If, if they haven't caused them to themselves as something someone else has inflicted upon
1: them. And well, it's just like, I forgive Terry for exploiting me. You know? <laughs> <I> mean, <it's, laughs>
3: yeah, we, we, uh, you know, when it comes to the forgiveness thing, you know, that's one that we hammer home. And that was one that was a hard one for me because I was one of those people that forgiveness was not it was not in my vocabulary it was not going to happen I just no like no hard solid wasn't happening
0: So can I ask you can I ask you Terry because sure. there's a lot of people that are like tell that tell me all the time oh yeah I'm big into forgiveness I I'm into forgiveness but I never forget <laughs> And I'm like oh uh, okay kind of connected they're, 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 they're totally they're connected. totally connected you can't have one without the other <laughs> yeah. how did you how did you when you when because because you, what you're telling me is i took unforgiveness as an unmovable part of my former identity how did yes. you how did you cross that barrier and and how did you learn to not just forgive but to for to forget in such a way to to completely let it go
3: okay so Steve actually had to he he put it in a way where it was palatable for me, um, you know, because I was raised in a Catholic home. Um, my dad was a uh, devout Catholic. My mother's family is Southern Baptist. Horrible combination. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> it's brutal. But, um, you know, for both sides, for them, You know, from from either side, forgiveness was saying that something was okay. And I'm sorry, there are just some things that are not okay. And I wasn't going to say that something was okay that wasn't. So, you know, the way Steve explained it to me was not saying that whatever happened or, you know, was said or whatever was okay. But it was kind of taking away its power. It was saying that, you know, I refuse to let it continue to affect my life, which is much more palatable.
0: Sure. You're, you're removing, Uh, you're removing the venom, so to speak of the actions of someone else.
3: Yes. Now I believe wholeheartedly you can forgive something and not necessarily forget it. Sure. But it has not been forgiven If, you know, when you touch on it, it still elicits a reaction, right? So if I think of something that somebody did that hurt me, if when I think of that, I still feel that hurt or I, you know, it, it, it tweaks there. No, it hasn't been forgiven. Um, but you know, the the whole core to it is it, some things can't be forgiven all at once. You know, some things it's, it's little steps.
0: It's a progression.
3: Exactly. You know, and it, it, he was instrumental in removing a lot of weight from me there.
0: Oh, I'm sure that's, that's <laughs>
3: because close. like I said, that to me, it, no, I, I'll carry it to my grave. <laughs> it was, yeah, if forgiveness was not my thing, um, but it has to be everybody's thing, and it's not just forgiving other people; it's forgiving yourself too. Sure. And you know, we work with a lot of um, a lot of addicts and a lot of abuse victims, whether it's been you know physical or sexual or emotional and that's one of the hardest things to get them to understand is that 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 they have to forgive themselves, you know, especially when there's been abuse because it's not anybody who's ever been abused always has the, well, maybe if I had done this, or maybe if I had done that, or what if I hadn't done this, or, you know, if I had been better, if I had this, that, or the other. And the reality of it is it wouldn't have mattered. Right. You know, and you have to forgive yourself that you didn't do those things because it wouldn't have mattered.
1: And the other thing that this is where we find it starts just about with everybody. The first person outside of yourself you must forgive is your parents because they knew less than you and their parents knew less than them. And some people were never meant to be parents. But they got you through a lot. And that was their main primal responsibility.
0: Wow. I think I think that's I think that for a lot of people right there is is kind of uh, society puts so much uh, pressure and so much expectation on what parenting is and what should be provided. Uh, and I feel like it's generally more along the materialistic and educational right. lines than it ever is upon life experience, or or how to live, or way to think, how to function. Uh, it, we've kind of lost that in in modernism, and I know we're postmodernism now. But I, I think it's a byproduct of the modernistic world um, that we're still dealing with. Is that 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 that. that materialistic uh, uh nuclear family that you know there's an expectation um and and just as we've seen society evolve i mean i would you know the way the way of a father and a son interact today uh right. by what is societally acceptable emotionally as opposed to in the 1950s is i mean it couldn't be any different um so you, you can see that there is a, an emotional evolution that, that is taking place. There's a there's an openness and encouragement towards it. Yet, yet we're still putting priority so much rather than the relationship. It's more about the the, in way, at least I perceive it is is the the things that we attach to you know, um, what the child is given, the tools, the, the materialistic tools that they're given, rather than maybe some of the the more inalienable truths that come with the universe, uh, come in the existence of life and living in the experience thereof. Like I said, I asked a bunch of men who had been married 25-plus years, and they all told me the same thing. It wasn't like I just went to one guy. No, there was, right. there was like 10 guys I talked to, and they all gave me the same BS line that got yep. me absolutely nowhere, and I had to come to that conclusion myself. So I, I hear what you're saying, Steve. Like, it's... It's and I forgive those guys. I forgive every, <laughs> I forgive all of them. <laughs> they meant
1: well. They yeah. meant well. Yeah, they, they were,
0: were giving you their gold. I well, I think that they were truthfully trying not to scare me out of getting married. I think right. that was uh, looking back at it. I think that they were uh, they were more afraid to tell me the truth because if they told me their truth, then I wouldn't maybe have gotten married. So that was the most positive thing they could possibly say, even though it was completely worthless. And, right. and, and so and without committing, without committing. Yeah. And it, I, yeah, exactly. And I, and I was really looking for something deep, you know, I was looking it for, yeah, I, I needed something to carry in to this whole new way of life. And instead you gave me this Twinkie that I could do nothing with. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, and, and, and so, but I mean, it's so often that's, that's, that's what happens with our parents. I mean, yes. it's, 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 so I, I I completely identify, and I and I think most people that are listening to this, if not everyone, can completely identify uh, to, to, to to that statement and how true it is, and and the need for us to become more self aware, uh, and 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 carry that over into our children. Uh, and
1: why do I believe what I believe? Oof. And where did it come from?
0: There you
2: go. That's why we're here. That's yeah. exactly why this show exists. Yeah, that's it's that's bad dogma right there. That's why we decided when we felt this idea, when we had this banter between us, and we started to realize that there's this 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 belief that at least in the Western mindset, set isn't truly belief. It's just a philosophy, right? And we're actually living our lives in a manner that was never meant to be that way. You know, we're 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 living falsely, if you will. And so to to look at this and to look at it from the perspective of we can step back now, at least we can in this, in this paradigm that we've created in this moment, and we can look at belief for what it truly is, right? And that's why we're here. That's why Chris and I are here. That's why we love to talk to folks like you, is to really understand how did you get to that point?
1: Yeah, One step at a time, one right. thought at a
2: time. Because it's all about the journey, right? People, We're all interested, you know, the who, what, when, where. The why. We always want to talk about the the why is really where we can emotionally cl- connect, right? As human sure, beings, uh-huh. when we go to the why of our story, then that's where we as a group of people can really start to connect on that emotional, spiritual, and metaphysical level, if you will. And this is where the rubber really meets the road for me personally, is when we enter into that realm of belief in such a way, in such a way that it's relatable. Because if it isn't relatable, then what good is it, right? Because it isn't about the individual, it's about the the full group, right? Everybody. Mm-hmm. We're here to help others, not help
1: ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. I, I like to bring this change in philosophy up. What yeah. if we made a vow, we're coming back here for one more life. <laughs> How hard would we work to leave it better than we left?
2: Now, if, we, if we had all the memories from the previous one, hell of a lot harder mm-hmm. than I am, I tell you that.
1: Exactly. You know, rather than running off to paradise to masturbate God. (laughs) (laughs) Yep.
2: Most, most definitely. Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> but again, you'd have to have the memory of that, right? It'd have to come with you, so that you had that understanding and that and that foundation to build upon. Without that, then we're just as bad off as the rest of them. We got to start from the bottom. It's not right. that the, and, it's, as you, and
1: as you said, sometimes it's a negotiation because I come from a platform of atheism. You know, it yeah. wasn't make me believe. It was, can I trust you? Right, So many things in my life I couldn't trust. Well, thank you, From Steve. Santa Claus I'm glad you
2: went there. I'm glad you went there because this is the basis of belief, right? I don't care what it is you believe, right? We, it always is about trust. Am I willing to trust? And it's a two-way street, right? Because anything that you connect with, especially on the metaphysical or the spiritual level, is there's this trust relationship that must be established and must be nurtured and grow yes. and mature. Because if it doesn't, then one side or the other is gonna become disconnected. And it's no longer a true relationship, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's, that's where the forgiveness comes in yep, because exactly forgiveness is yep. faith.
2: Exactly. And this is why forgiveness is such a such a an evasive thing in the reality that we exist in here we we cast it off as oh i'm sorry you know but the reality right. is it doesn't change our behavior because we don't really believe we're sorry right we feel we're we feel we're correct or well, right, exactly right. It's
1: right. about right or wrong.
2: Yeah, and we talk about this in other episodes, in other in other interviews. You know, this is the system just isn't about right and wrong. This is about correct and incorrect. Let's change our philosophy of how we interact with where we exist, because this is what we are. We exist in a multi-dimensional arena. This is only a portion. This is a little piece here that you can touch and feel. Very small portion of what actually I exist in. And, oh, and I the, tell
1: people all the time. You're looking at an infinity through a keyhole, <laughs> like
2: and that's that. a generous, and that's a generous yeah, that's view. Very, Steve. Yeah, it is. It's very generous. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's yes, it is. Oh, I agree. But they <laughs> grasp that metaphor. Of course, right? Oh,
0: no, of course. You, it's kind of like peeking through to the other side, if, if you yeah. if you will. It's no, I, I love that. It's just it's such it's such more. It's so. Uh, it's so much more narrow than that. It's-
2: oh, it's extremely narrow. I was just—it's funny, you know. One of the things we were talking about was some of the apocryphal books, right? And I was—I was looking into Second Ezra, and it's talking about this very subject. It's talking about the narrow way. It's talking about this narrowing that has come into creation in such a way that these things that were wide open before are much more narrow now, and we must navigate a much more narrow space. And so to, to speak about time and outside of time, the two contexts together, because it's very confusing at times. If you've ever you know been in, in time and then out of time, as I'm sure you have, Steve, as I have, it can become very confusing as you transition between those two points. But what what I believe the author of that book was trying to share and trying to document was that, that we're in this continuum, if you will, this cycle, this process, this development, if you will. And part of this development is simply a way for us to start to come into fullness of agreement with what was always meant to be. Right. And to also influence. Yeah. Well, we have influence by nature, right? I mean, we were created to have influence. We influence everything around us all the time. Just, just the fact that we're talking here the way we are, we're having influence on one another. We're, 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 we're changing the atmosphere, if you will, of what we exist in just by our interaction one with the other.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, it's such a beautiful thing. It's
2: beautiful. It's powerful. It's poetic. It's 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 romantic. It's all these things. It's creative. That's what the yes. amazing the exciting thing is. It's creating something that wasn't evident
1: before. You know. And for me, when we were talking about when I truly made the leap was when I recognized that I was fulfilled.
2: Yeah. Mm. In yeah. this arena. Right.
1: And I had never been fulfilled in any other arena.
0: Right. Hmm. Was there, was there a specific purpose that you remember like going, wow, okay, this is what I've been created to do. However you process that, whether it's, it's created to be, or just like I was, this was what I was born to do. Like we, we use those terminologies, but that moment that resonated with your heart that you were like, man, this is, this is, this it is was it. very
1: recent. It was when COVID made, made us shut down for five months. Oh. oh, wow. And I, you know, until then I've had times that everything about this scared me. Sure. If you will.
2: Yep. I know you a know, lot of people like that. There's a lot of fear. you here.
1: know. And I'm being very honest here and I don't yeah. want to lose that because that's, that's also what keeps us safe. Mm-hmm. And that's what keeps the people we work with safe because we've never had a medical emergency, not one. And I, we work with some of the most diverse group of people of most operators. Right. Right. As far as what they're coming for, physical, mental, spiritual. If it doesn't, if it isn't life threatening for you, I will try to work with, Terry will try to work with you in some way shape or form.
0: So Steve with that with that in mind for those who are listening yeah. to this and are right. going I want. Yeah, they'd like to I like want to connect. come experience this. They want this. to connect this, right? Uh, where can they where can they go?
1: Yeah, how
2: do
0: they connect with you guys?
1: com. We also have a heal at home program. We started this since the pandemic. It's, you know, it's where you're working with yourself at home. We give you guidance via Zoom, mm-hmm. uh, but we will ship it to you. We've also started shipping a psychedelic mushrooms, golden teachers under church protection. All right. Fantastic.
2: And we'll make guys. sure we put that link in, you know, when we send our description out, we'll yep. put that link in there for our listeners. Definitely. So Thank you so much. It. I appreciate it. You oh, bet. Of course. We, we appreciate it. I know Chris has said this. I just want to say it too. I want to make sure you hear it from both of us. Very appreciative of what you guys are doing, the approach that you're taking, the, the heart attitude that you're approaching this subject with, and the openness you have to accept you know, people as they are. That's powerful right there in and of itself. This is what makes a difference in the lives of people. They never remember, and we say this all the time, you'll never remember what anybody says to you, but you'll always remember how they made you feel. And I have a sense that everybody who comes in contact with you two feel a lot better when they leave.
1: Well thank, well, thank you so you. much. We're humbled by your words. We really are. We're humbled by this entire process. And we thank you all for doing what you do, because <laughs> well, we, it's all one big piece of the puzzle. That's why and we're What here. you do, yeah. just even talking about these tough topics in the way that you do, it's beautiful well, and it's expansive to people mentally and spiritually.
3: Well, it gets people to
1: think,
2: and this is this is the purpose of behind this podcast. This is really the purpose behind it. We had two questions when when we, this podcast was proposed to us by the Lord, and he and the first question was, "Who's our audience?" And he answered, "Everyone." And we go, "What are the subjects that we'll cover?" Everything. That was pretty simplistic. So yeah. we were too. Yeah, vi- that
1: left the bar pretty wide open. And like, like <laughs>
0: wow, that that's 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 a really wide genre right there. That's
1: he, that's he huge. doesn't
0: he doesn't call me his
2: tap dancing chimpanzee for just any various <laughs> reason. Um, I'm just a trained monkey. I sit here in the studio with Chris, and uh, he's the voice and face of this. And I just want to say again, thank you for taking the time. I know we've taken a lot of your time tonight, and I hope that the our listening audience gains some good. Uh, information out of this and also some direction maybe and some help in some areas
0: Absolutely. that they were struggling in. Absolutely. Again, guys, uh, Steve, Terry, we, we would love to have you guys back at yeah. some point. Absolutely. And,
2: uh, definitely keep us
0: posted how things are going. Let us know. You got our email. Will. We will. You got our email, man. Out. Okay well thank you guys for uh, for like we said for for all your time and and for what you guys do yeah. and uh, best of luck in everything that, that that happens for you guys going forward yeah. I know I know there's there's bigger things on the horizons uh, because it, people people need what you all are doing and yes. it's it like it truly is beautiful so yeah. thank you guys again for joining us
3: thank you all so much y'all take care now bye bye
1: bye bye now
0: well, man, just just it's been an incredible journey, incredible right? incredible journey. I can't believe it. Wow. Just uh, a a great time, yeah, uh, with Steve and Terry, and uh, we just you you never know what you're going to get in nope. the in the sense of 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 the interaction and what an incredible story, everything that they mm-hmm. they're doing and culminating. I just. Uh, I really hope that for you as the listening audience that, yeah. that that you've gotten some perspective that, that is that is new that is fresh right that is mind opening and, yeah. and that if you know if you're really looking at this process of of ayahuasca I, I think a quest and and yes. their and their program is one that you would mm-hmm. want to investigate first right uh, these are people that are not only professional at what they do but they take it a step further in that, that they're not gonna come at you with an agenda. This is not a drug experience. This is That's a right. this is a spiritual experience right. that and 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 Ayahuasca is simply that tool that they use, and yeah. that is really not the focus of anything. It's really about getting your life in balance right. and and taking positive steps to becoming not just a better person, but but also becoming someone that is is able to connect with the other side, yep. to, to be open to uh, the world around them in a way that creates a true impact, right. not just for your family, just not for your neighbors, yep. but, but for everyone that you come into contact with. And that's the whole point right is right. is 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 that we're a global community mm-hmm. and that we we do uh, embrace the this that there is a purpose greater than all of us that that we have the ability to not just impact one person but many people right. but we have to we have to shift the way we think and the way we've been trained to think mm-hmm. and and this is definitely one of those tools to do so so yep. if you're curious about it uh, we would definitely uh Encourage you to 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 at least investigate, especially with Steve and Terry. Yep. Well, this has been Bad Dogma for God's tap dancing chimpanzee, (laughs) chimpanzee, Mark Rasmussen, trained monkey. (laughs) I'm Chris Solak. We love you guys. Till next time. This has been Bad Dogma. Thank you for listening to
1: Bad Dogma, the podcast produced by FBM Productions. Special thanks to our production team: Stephen Hudson, Marcus Bickle, and I'm Barry Hasselman. Bad Dogma, unveiling the truth one podcast at a time.